Let's stay with uh, Saturday's game versus Minnesota for a minute. Uh, you brought up Keegan sort of briefly uh, a moment ago. Keegan this is arguably the most invisible he's been in a uh, Kings basketball game all year. I, I, I heard you and uh, Brendan talking about normally uh, on the Kings Beat podcast. He's doing something, and you can see it. And you, you, you know Keegan is out there. Boy, he was, he was forgettable on Saturday, arguably for the first time uh, this season. Yeah, I think Mike just saw something in it too. Like there was something he spotted or that one of the other coaches spotted and said, let's just pull pull the plug on this one tonight. Mm. Because what you don't want to do is like affect his confidence and stuff like that. It's not like he shot a bunch and missed a bunch. He just wasn't part of the flow. But he also, I think he was a step slow. And it's mm. what we saw from a couple of guys. That's again, when guys are a step slow, they get beat, right? But the other thing you see is the fouls. And we started seeing one foul after another after another for Keegan where – and I know it. I don't think he even had, like, massive foul trouble, but you could see the types of fouls. He he was so off balance and out of sorts and, like, grabbing and, like, really, like, rough, weird fouls. You could just see that it wasn't his night, and that's okay. He's a rookie. He's a rookie on a third seed. He's playing 30 yeah. minutes a night. You know, yeah. this is one of those things where you're going to have moments where we might like he might not hit another rookie wall, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have a night where he just can't, you know, figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Like that's what is supposed to happen in your rookie season in the NBA. He's just now entering like the third season if he were a college player. They college season is roughly 30 games. We're in the what 64 games in 60 what is tonight? Game thirty-seven and twenty-six. Sixty-four. Sixty-four yeah. tonight. Yeah. So they have eighteen games left after tonight. So yeah. Uh, hopefully he doesn't have a lot of these games, but this two-day break coming up, it's going to be huge for a guy like that. So, so you think, James? Like this is this is kind of what we're going to see for the rest of this year, where where if he doesn't have it, Coach Brown probably won't let him play through it. He's just going to be like, ah, oh, you don't have it. I'm going to look to go in a different direction tonight. Yeah, and that's not a bad thing because, look, early in the season, the first the first 50 games of the year, if you want to let a guy play through a little bit, that's okay. This is about winning right now. It's it's not about learning a lesson. It's not about, you know, those things can be taught while you're sitting on the bench watching. They, they can be taught in practice in a film session right now. This is about you got 19 games to prove you belong. And you got a four-game lead in the loss column over the the Golden State Warriors to to host a a playoff series, hmm. you know. And so the Kings have circled like they need to make sure that if they can do it at all, they need to be in the top four, and so they can host. Um, and that's what I think they're doing. They're they're going for the win, and it's what they should do. Like they haven't been in this position, but like the the like on the fly learning on the job things. That's over. That's mm-hmm. over now. It's over in the playoffs. If we're, you're not going to lose a playoff series because you're you're trying to teach Keegan Murray a couple <laughs> of lessons. That's not fair to him. It's not fair to the rest of your team. It's not fair to your fan base. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, absolutely. Two games up on Phoenix right now. One game back uh, from Memphis for the two spot. And tonight's game sneaky important. I imagine. Um, 
Kings are really big with Laker fans tonight. <laughs> Kings beat the Lakers. There's a there's a 31-34 tie between the Pelicans, the Jazz, uh, and the Lakers there in 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 the nine, ten, and and, and eleven spots. Um, the Pelicans are, as Will Z laid out for us, that's a tough defensive team who create, I think, a lot of challenges. Not surprisingly, probably the biggest tonight is Brandon Ingram. Yeah, see, again, we talk about these teams that are around the Kings. Kessler and, Edwards, come on down. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, look at Minnesota, and you keep thinking, oh, man, this is a bad matchup team. Like, they are teams that are around the, where the Kings should have been in development. They're around the same, like, they just haven't won as many as the Kings. They've had those moments where the wheels have completely fallen off the bus or or in both of their, uh, like, they both have had major injury problems all season long, whether it's Cat or Zion or Brandon Ingram missing 15 games or whatever it was he missed. Like, all, both of these, all three of these teams, they're, in my opinion, they're all around the same basic skill and, like, development level. Like, you can, like, one team you could favor over the other, the fact that the Kings are the one team that's sitting at three and these other guys are at like six or, or ten is, to me, is really more about injuries than it is anything else. And the and so, like, it's a coin flip when you go up against these teams. They're good teams. They're, it's not like the Kings are head and shoulders above them. This isn't a San Antonio Spurs team or Oklahoma City team even. This is a team that or, – or the Utah Jazz. Like, the Kings are better than those teams. Mm-hmm. This is a – like very specifically teams that they should be battling and whether it's for a, a, a three, four, five, six, or it's for a seven, eight, nine, ten, this is what you kind of expected at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Man, it's you know, it's just one of those things, man, where you're going up against like you mentioned, a good team. It's if you lose to the Pelicans, it's it's not oh, a bad loss and all this other stuff. at least I don't deem it that way. I look at it as a team that um, while they are banged up, they still have dangerous players out there. CJ McCollum is extremely dangerous. Obviously, Brandon Ingram extremely dangerous. You got guys like Murphy out there that can that can ball as well. So, um, Hernan Gomez gave them fits last time they played. So, it's it's a game that the Kings. I'd like to see them win, and if they can get it, everyone's a good win with 18 games left, right? Yeah. Everyone, there ain't no bad. When yeah. they play San Antonio, they win now, that's yeah, a, good a good win. I'll take that. Every game's a you good win. You beat Houston by one point, that's <laughs> a good win. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. it's a good I, win. I mean, that's how you have to look at, and we can talk about, you know, they're a game behind Memphis, right? How I, I don't look like at, the way yeah, you said that. Yeah, we didn't have that. to have I don't like the way that you said that. Well, no, but when I look at the – when <laughs> when you get to this point in the season, you, you have to look at how many games that the opposition has, has left. So if – Again, the Golden State Warriors, they're they are down to 16 games. The Kings have mm-hmm. 19. Well, they trail the Kings by four games in the loss column. Mm-hmm. And they still have, I think it's either six or seven road games left, where they're 7 and 23 on the road. So they're a bad road team. The The Warriors can catch the Kings without any, without any question. Four games in the loss column, that's not insurmountable. But when you really start to look at it, they only have 16 games left. That means that just right off the bat, the worst they could be is 12 and four, and one of those wins has to be against the Kings, mm-hmm. right, to finish out their schedule, and that that's not easy. Mm-hmm. Like, and and then the Kings control their own destiny too. You know, yeah. they're 
it depends on how many games the Kings can win. And um, but you know, then we we look at the other group, right? So you look at Minnesota at thirty two losses, and the Kings at twenty six. Six games is a lot to make up. Uh, that that's almost again at this point, it's almost impossible. Seven games for a team like Minnesota. Uh, seven games for a team like the Pelicans. So what we're talking about tonight is not the Kings fighting to to hopefully whether the Pelicans are going to pick up a full game on them and they could be a team that comes up and gets them. We're down to like maybe two teams that can catch the team for the Kings for the third seed. Mm-hmm. And that's, of course, the, the Suns who have a good shot at it. Mm-hmm. And it's the Warriors. And like every one of these games is so paramount for this team. So. Uh, a couple of quick things. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Sac State Hornets women's basketball team moving along Let's in the go. big sky tournament here. All of a sudden, this game turned into a blowout. Yeah, they, they just stepped on the gas on these girls. It, it, it was a fight for a minute. Now, I'm not going to take credit, but when I turned it on, it was close. <laughs> and then I think, I don't know if Coach Campbell alerted them. Hey, yeah. D-Lo's watching, and they turned up, but this game turned into a blowout in the final minutes. And well, look and, here, and we just got to we just got to thank D-Lo. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. So air horns for D-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> now big ups to our Sac State women's basketball team, um, and that was the final yeah. big yeah. sky champions. So, so, so the the um, I'm sure Ryan will alert us to this. But I don't know if they've won too many games. I think they, I think Sac State women they won some a game or two last year in the tournament. I think, but then winning this game, I mean, this is. But this wasn't the final, was it? No, no. Why no, no, did no. that say? Okay, they fixed it. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. they they it said Big the Sky Championship game on the bottom of the lower third, uh, but they fixed it. Bad job by them. Um, I should know better than the Trojan yeah, broadcast. Uh, it's uh, they're going to the semis, but I don't know how many games they hey, look. Won it says it right history. there. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> That's a bad job by them. Bad job by Big Sky Network. Um, but I can't. I, I don't. I wonder how many games they've won in women's basketball, like conference games they've won. Oh. in in uh, Big Sky, mm-hmm. Sac State Big Sky mm-hmm. history can't be too many. This has got to be one of the few wins. Yeah. they've gotten. So they're they'll. They're on to tomorrow night. Let's go, Katie. Let's go, yeah. Coach. Uh, here's another one. Uh, not really air horn worthy, but I honestly wasn't confident this would happen. The Seahawks and Geno Smith are finalizing a new multi-year okay. contract. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't. I didn't. Three-year yeah. deal. Well. Sixty. Well, I think I'm getting NFL numbers here. Oh, man. You're getting NFL. Yeah, I think I'm getting NFL. Uh, Ian Rappaport says three-year deal worth $105 million for Geno Smith. Now, Ouch. We'll, we'll find out. I, I, I'm having a tough time believing that's $105 million. Three years, maybe his maybe numbers 60 were, to 70. His numbers were really good last year. But I don't know if thirty-five million a year. I don't. I don't. I don't well, think. I don't think that's what it's this 52 is. Fifty-two million guaranteed. Okay, because so I so yeah. I don't have that note. So, so fifty-two million guaranteed. Yeah. That's the money with he makes. the ability Which, to earn fifty-two million. Uh, so what that guaranteed. almost assures is it's really a two-year deal that they could sneak out of mm-hmm. in the third, and he'll mm-hmm. make his fifty-two million. 
uh, over those two years. But it looks like Geno Smith back with the Seattle Seahawks. I like that. I like that for Geno. Yeah. Uh, I like that for Seattle. I thought he absolutely earned uh, the right to that contract yeah. uh, last it, year. As, as much as I don't uh, like those guys, I mean, it sets up perfectly for the timeline that they probably want. You yep. got Geno there for two years. You draft a quarterback, let him develop uh, under a guy like Geno Smith. And, you know, two years when you cut Geno, your rookie will be probably. ready to go. Yeah, that's probably what they do. Um, okay. This is what we keep moving here uh, with King's Talk. Uh, you were mentioning – I also – you had a little tone too, when 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 you when you when you talked about the Kings being healthy. We've talked about that a lot this year, and the Kings kind of being in the position that they've been because they've been in the healthiest. And we can look at the, you know, Ingram being out, and then Zion being out, and we could look at the different injuries. Carl Anthony Towns isn't playing right now. Kings don't have to apologize for that. I think referencing the fact that they've been healthy almost, well, you know, that they've been healthy, it almost diminishes what they've accomplished this year. Oh, no, no. I, I'm not trying to diminish that at all. I, I think that the fact that the Kings are healthy, number one, I think a lot of it is... And trying, healthy is their best player playing with a broken hand. Yeah. Or one of their best players yeah, playing with a broken hand. Exactly. And, and I'd also say the training staff is all new this year. Some of them have been here before, but like the, the top of the training staff is all new this year. So kudos to those guys. I think they've done a remarkable job of of keeping this team healthy. But I'm also going to point to something that I think we've talked about a couple of times. The Kings practice more than everyone else. They are like running guys out there for huge minutes. I just think that this team is in better condition than most teams. Mm -hmm. And I think that this whole thing that we see in the NBA where guys are taking time off to do this and that, you know, whether it's load management or whatever. I think it does a disservice to to the player it's themselves. Like yeah. I don't think players are in. Well, I, I can guarantee you, players work out more now than they did in the '80s and the '90s. They just don't play nearly as much. They mm -hmm. they're not able to stay healthy because I don't think that they're practicing nearly as much. They're like so. I, I think technology in this situation it could be a little bit of a hindrance. The fact that the Kings are younger. Then a team like say the Gold, the the, the Warriors or the mm -hmm. Lakers that that comes into play, mm -hmm. but you know I, I think also going out and getting guys who don't have a huge injury history, it's probably a good thing. Mm -hmm. Lake Monk, uh, Kevin Herter, these aren't guys that have missed historically like huge huge chunks of time in their career, and you know you're you're getting guys who play, and that's big too. The other thing about it is. Um... Like, look, man. There's nothing the Timberwolves can do about Cat. Like, he's that's that's an injury. There's nothing. You yeah, can do they about. paid him. Now there's nothing they can do about it. Well, yeah, but like, the, I'm talking about the injury. The injury. Like, that's a serious injury. Not rub some dirt on it and go play. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that. But the Kings play through their stuff. They play through their little nicks and knacks. You see, um, De'Aaron Fox had the foot earlier this year. He, he got back. Yeah. You know, D'Angelo Russell. At an ankle, he ain't played in about a week and a half. And I'm not coming Brandon at Ingram games. missed like 20 games with a toe injury that they were like, it's not even turf toe. Uh, with um, Rudy Gobert, the, the, the second time they played Minnesota, Minnesota didn't play. Kings don't load manage, and if they have little knickknacks, they do everything they can to get on the court. If they can't play, they can't play. 
but they do everything they can to get on the court. So a lot of people talking about, you know, the, the, the Kings are the healthiest team. Yes and no. Like, they got the same knickknacks that a lot of teams have. You guys just sit when you have the knickknacks. Kings play through them. Y'all soft. <laughs> Y'all ain't tough like the Kings. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you, like, historically speaking, too, like, Cat is a guy who just misses games. Mm-hmm. Like, there are certain guys that you know around the league that just – they just don't play. They If there's something wrong, they don't play. And he's one of those guys. And, you know, we had the issue a couple of years ago where they were actually winning early in the season, and then he just missed a huge amount of time, a ton of time, and they kept telling him, like, we keep doing MRIs and stuff, but they're, we're not seeing anything going on. Hmm. Like, what is it? Why are you not playing? And, like, the vibe around that team was horrible, like, hmm. very specific. He's just not playing. What do you mean? He, He's decided he's not going to play. There's nothing we can do to make him play. So the Kings don't have those guys. And and they got a bunch of guys who are 24, 25, 26. And, you know, they're in the prime of their career or a little short of their prime of their career before they get to their prime. And the only guy who's playing major minutes on this team that's 30 is Harrison Barnes. So they and barely 30. Who takes care of himself, Mm -hmm. you know. I feel like Carl Anthony Towns is the guy they need to move on from. Hmm. Just. Turn turn the Kings over to King Edwards and keep him moving. T Wolves over there. Yeah, the crazy yeah, thing is, I don't yeah. think they can move him for. I know they can't move him this year. I don't know if they can move him next year, like legally. Oh no, they can legally move him. And I know this year they legally can't because he just signed that contract. Uh, he he's him? a yeah. base year compensation player. So if that's what it is that you're talking about, I, I believe. Um, so yeah, it makes it very difficult to trade him. You can't actually trade guys, um, but it it's just slightly more complex. I don't think they. I don't think he's going nowhere. Oh, I don't think he is either. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think he is either. Him to that extension. Yeah, I just think that summer. they should. Uh, but yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere either. That was the whole crazy thing. I don't think they can move Gobert either. Like I, I think that was they're locked in. The only move they could make was D'Angelo Russell, and they made it. And obviously Ant-Man, but they wouldn't do that. But as far as, like, the two guys that people look at as maybe the potential problem, I think they're locked into those guys next year, too. Hmm. We'll see. Well, I think they'll give it a shot next year no matter what the, like, I just don't know, uh, like, what's going to be different for that team. Yeah. I mean, if they just hit 50-something percent of their threes like they did on... They make 20 threes a night, they'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, they'll be fine. <laughs> they'll be below and J.C. and Minnesota. Just outscore them. Can't, you can't score with Minnesota. If they just do that, they'd be fine. Yeah, just score with Minnesota. No big deal. Yeah. yeah. It's Cat was so reliable early in his career. He didn't miss a game for the first three years. Even in year four, he played 77. And then it's like 35, 50. Cat... Carl Anthony Downs has a $62 million player option in 27-28. Player option. My goodness. Okay, so and he's 27 this year, 28, 29, 30, 31. When he's 32, $60 million player option, 60.6. My goodness. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Cat's opting into that joint. Yeah. And and look, and here's here's (laughs) the other thing about it. Cat – is like a really good ball player. Mm-hmm. He's a really good ball player. And 
I honestly think here, you know, maybe shifting the blame a little bit, they would have been fine without getting Gobert. They would have been fine. <clears throat> it's just the combination of the two just kind of messed everything up. But I don't they, – they weren't – I mean, maybe they were better. They weren't good last year. They were maybe a little bit better than they are now. Like, I feel like Minnesota's been a disappointment for a long time. Yeah. Not but, just because of Rudy Gobert. No, but – and Cat, you could, you could say – you could use the argument with Cat. He hadn't had nobody. He didn't play with nobody. And when he finally did, you got to – Anthony Edwards in there that was pretty good. Um, you surround him. You wouldn't get Kyle Anderson uh, th- this past year. Like, you're putting him around players that could play. He gets hurt, first of all. And then you go and get this player in Rudy Gobert that just doesn't match up. So, when you finally get players there, you know, last year, I know. I wonder if they even called about Donovan. Did they legit just call Utah and go, hey, we want Rudy Gobert? I, I need know. to know how that went. I don't know what A-Rod was thinking. I think no. Utah was... I heard A-Rod made the call. <laughs> I think Utah was sitting there... James's favorite, Alex Rodriguez. Not sure. Yeah. <laughs> the A-Rod. Uh, yeah, they were sitting there, like, not quite sure what they were going to do. And when they got the offer for Gobert, it was like, oh, we got to take that. And we got both of this. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's go time. Oh, my God. How many first-round picks did they get out of blowing their team up? And they're still competitive. They're yeah, still they're more still a, competitive right now. They're still a playing team, right? Yeah, yeah they're still more yeah. competitive now than the Kings the, have been in the, the last the crazy, 20 years. The crazy thing about oh, uh, Minnesota is... Match Luke Walton's win total. <laughs> they got 31 <laughs> wins. The crazy thing about Minnesota is they have one piece that they can move in D'Angelo Russell. They didn't even get anything for that. They turned that into Mike Conley. Oh, but I think Mike Conley makes you a much better team. He's, he's a leader. He... He's played well, with Gobert. It, yeah, and that's, that's what it sounded like was they did it because they think Mike Conley some sort of like Gobert whisperer, mm-hmm. which to me screams you did something wrong when you have to bring in a whisperer. Mm. Something went yeah. some, something went awry if you had to go get one very specific player who might be able to get the most out of this guy. Well, And, and you, needed, you needed to use the one asset you had to go get a whisperer. Okay, but mm. is that team, what do they look like now? They look like the uh, cold-weather Utah Jazz. Like, basically, if you, if you look at Anthony Edwards and Donovan and uh, Donovan Mitchell, I mean, sure, Mitchell's a better player now, but, you know, maybe two years from now we might see that, that uh, Ant-Man is equal to or better than. Mm-hmm. And then you basically have his point guard in his center. And I guess if you had Cat, it would make things different, but... You know, I still I told you guys in the beginning, no one can defend the perimeter on that team. If you take away you add Ant Man and Cat to the same roster, the problem they had in Utah is in the playoffs, everyone just picked on those guys and and abused absolutely abused Gobert, made him go play the perimeter and he couldn't mm-hmm. do it and they lost every series. That's and, why. And here on B Lone J C in Minnesota, mm-hmm. the other issue is they're getting show. away with it right now. Not necessarily because they have Mike Conley, but because they don't have Cat, and that's not a shot at Cat. No, but you can't play right. Gobert and Cat together, so they're forced to that's, just play one. Right, and now you got McDaniel's in slow mo that can play with Kyle, or excuse me, with Cat there. One of those two, who are your two best perimeter defenders, are going to be off the court. 
But that's the thing I keep thinking about when teams get – we talk about teams getting healthy, teams getting healthy, teams getting healthy. One, you have that situation that you just laid out right there. They have to figure out how to play together. And I'm pretty sure Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson have to figure out how to play together. Mm-hmm. Unless the Pelicans have just ruled Zion Williamson out forever because I feel like they haven't mentioned his name since the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. They said he would be reevaluated after the All-Star break, which – by my calculations is now. I have not seen, read, heard anything on, on Zion Williamson. I thought he had another setback. That's what I thought. He, that's where it was. That was but that was before the All-Star yeah, break, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it was it – because was, originally it was – at first he wanted to be a part of the All-Star game. And then it was like, he's not. And then it was like, okay, there's another setback. And then it was, he'll be reevaluated uh, following the All-Star game. And I guess we just haven't. I guess I, I guess technically they weren't wrong. Like it's still after the All Star game. It just might be another <laughs> week or two before he's evaluated. But the point being is those teams have to figure out how to play together. This isn't. A, this isn't. And, and I think that's the point you were trying to make with Phoenix earlier. But this isn't Kevin Durant who could come in one, be the best player on the team, be one of the best players in the world, and just seamlessly fit somewhere. That's not what Zion and B.I. are. That's not what Cat and Rudy Gobert and Anthony Edwards are. Like, there's a figuring out process here that yeah. they might not be able to figure out. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Durant can lace up his shoes, walk onto any team in the league, and put up 50 in the first night. Yep. That's who he is. Like, all you got to do is feed him. It doesn't matter where he is on the court. He'll find to uh, uh, find a way to get to his spots. Mm-hmm. That's these other teams, like, but the scary thing about KD doing all of that is he could do that, and he could also let, in this case, Devin Booker get thirty-eight. Yeah. No, I, I mean when the Pelicans specifically, they haven't been able to put this team together like for any sort of functional like chemistry building moments at all. Like they're not battle tested. Mm-hmm. They're battle tested with some guys that like that thump the Kings. When everybody was out and they walked in with no Valanchunas, no uh, Brandon Ingram, no uh, no Zion, and they thumped the Kings, that group is fine. But these other pieces you're putting in, they are huge, huge pieces to your overall puzzle that have just never functioned together at all. They've never had an opportunity to grow together. So, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, but that, like that's a team. Go ahead if you make the playoffs and. You get a three seven against those uh three six against those guys or a two seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Big deal. You you get those guys when when things go wrong against a team like that, like what is their default setting? They're not just gonna bench Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson and bring in Herb Jones and and, and Murphy and say, Okay, we're just gonna go back to bare bones with with what got us here. Mm-hmm. Because the future is those other guys. It's going to be tough. To your point, Damian, we've only seen the Pelicans go off when Zion and Ingram, one of them is out. Mm -hmm. Last year, towards the end of the season, they took off when Zion was out and Ingram was able to operate. This year, when they were the one seed early in the season, Ingram was out and Zion was able to operate. When they're both together, it's been less than stellar. Remember when Utah was the one seed? Mm. Remember when Portland was the one seed? Well, oh, I remember that. <laughs> Portland now uh, thirty and thirty-four on the season, sitting in the thirteenth spot. 
we'll come back. How can the Sacramento Kings get a half of game out of the two spot? Mm. We'll talk about that with James Ham when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leaders. Steelo and KC on ESPN 1320. KC continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. Jesse's working on a really dope guest for tomorrow that he just wants us to keep quiet. Like we know the person's on, we just don't know the time. And Jesse, won't. I mean, you could say it. I mean, well, the guy who I've been talking to said we could pencil it in and stuff. And now we're just working out of time, so we could pencil it in the tomorrow. Huh? <laughs> well, that's why I'm saying, like, it's up to you guys. Well, E40 canceled like the morning of. And showed up on Bonte Hill and in 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 the in the morning roast. We've been hurt before. That's why we have been hurt before. <laughs> we, we can say it. I, 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 I mean, I, yeah, I mean, we being, yeah, we're working on times right now. I'm emailing with them right now, but it's up to you guys. Okay, we can say it. So tomorrow <laughs> on the live stream, Ricky Starks is going to join Let's us. Let's go. Let's go. This is not a work. This is not a work. Tomorrow on the live stream on D-Lo and KC, the Rick is going to be here. Ricky Starks is going to join us uh, <laughs> ahead of AEW's appearance uh, at the Golden One Center uh, on Wednesday night. So, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be an all-time <laughs> Ricky Starks will be with us. Now, that may not mean something to everybody, but those that get it, uh, they, those that get it, they, 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 they get it. Uh, so Ricky Starks will be with us uh, tomorrow here on, on D-Lo and Casey. James, are you excited for Ricky Starks to join us? Well, I just hit the GTS, so, yeah, now I, I Googled that link. Yep. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I understand what <laughs> if? First of all, now I know who he is. Yeah. Uh, secondly, what if the same day we had Ricky Starks on here, we could get Kessler Edwards on the game? On okay, the calm down. <laughs> now <laughs> you're getting out of control. I don't look like Kessler Edwards. <laughs> like y'all think all light skinned people look alike. Like I don't look like Kessler Edwards. <laughs> well, yeah, he would and, look more and, like you. And he, Kevin Herter isn't my son. <laughs> 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 Can we? What would happen? We would break the internet if me and and uh, Kevin Herter were on here together. His uh, I don't think we're contractually allowed to do that. I think there's no. some hangups of getting Kevin Herter on with us. We had a good time with him today at at shoot around. Uh, Chris Tavares was scoring kind of, twenty plus points a game. I'm he, he, he should yeah. be. Yeah, I think Chris uh, Chris was on a, a bit of a roll. Um, he he used the a word. Uh, in his first question, his Shoot. second question, he asked <laughs> Kevin about whether there's like vitriolic, uh, like someone yelling and screaming at them behind the sc- scenes. And Herder just looked at him and said, that's a pretty big word. <laughs> Not sure what that one means. <laughs> it was a good book. Like the whole intro to his uh, his stuff was pretty was pretty wild. Yeah. It's good spirits. Good spirits for for Kayvon and the Kings, uh, even though they lost on Saturday. They're in good spirits. It doesn't feel like they've been down too many times this year. Even when they lost four straight to start the season, it never felt like – like I I remember the Malik, Mm -hmm. we'll get – we're right there. We'll get it. We're fine. We're we're right there. I know. I was talking to someone today, uh, and they said the Kings haven't had a three-game losing streak since November. Wow. Yeah. 
Like wow. it, it, that's that's wild. It was like November twentieth or something. And, we looked and that you up know what? Day. That's intentional because I remember when um, it's intentional when they lose in previous seasons. I know that. <laughs> well, well, there's that. But <laughs> stacking three day. I, three I remember game losses. after it was the um, maybe they had lost. No, no, I take that back. It's almost a three game, but they had lost three in a row. Indiana came into town. They beat the hell out of Indiana, and Sabonis specifically said, "Hey." Like, we were very serious that we can't let three turn to four. Mm -hmm. Like, that was very important to us. We talked about that. We talked about that. I'm assuming Mike Brown maybe spoke to him about it. But talked about how in this league, yeah, you're going to lose two, three games in a row at a time. You can't let three turn into four. And they're very aware of that, it seems, at all times. Like, when they lose a couple games, cool. You lost a couple games. Don't let us – like, we got to get tonight. Because and they play with a sense of urgency after they've lost a couple games. Yeah, I mean you have to look at tonight's game as that game because the Knicks are on a tear and that's going to be a battle on on Thursday. Kings beating the Knicks. Well, they might beat the Knicks, but again, the Knicks are one of those teams that have physical. The Knicks are playing Charlotte tomorrow. They're going to be on a ten game winning yeah, streak. Facts. Yeah, <laughs> entering the Golden One Center. Yeah. yeah, so that's what you got to you got to look what's out ahead of you too, and go. Okay, look, we got to we got to focus tonight. We got to get this one no matter what, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know go into Thursday's game at least square. By the way, Milwaukee's coming up. Boston's mm-hmm. not too far away. Yeah, a, I think there's a Phoenix Saturday. matchup on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, this is a brutal stretch. Yeah, like, this they, is bad. Yeah. So. But I've always said this team can compete with anyone. Mm-hmm. Now, anyone didn't include Kevin Durant on the Phoenix Suns, like, a, a, but a, this is a team that can compete with any team they step on the floor with. Absolutely. Um, they got those guys twice. They got the Suns twice to finish out the season, I think. Oof. Yeah. Bring it on in. Yeah. Bring it on in. We're just Sacramento Kings. I thought, they, I, I, I thought it was tough, but I thought they matched up well against Phoenix. I no longer feel that way. <laughs> I just don't. Because, like, Harrison? Like, hey, Kessler? You, you got KD tonight. Like, that's that's just I, – I thought everything matched up decent with that team. Tough, but decent. Now it's just – it's not – it's – I don't know. And that's true for a lot of teams. I don't mm-hmm. know who you put on Kevin Durant. I don't know, though, because they don't have anyone that they – that can go on and, and play yeah. uh, a De'Aaron Fox either. Like, yeah, I mean, that's a tough matchup team. But, again, you took took away two really good young forwards to make that deal and then all the picks and all the pick swaps. and I think they got that team too. Have they played in Brooklyn no, yet? They play in Brooklyn. Oh, they got Brooklyn still Brooklyn. too. Yeah. And yeah. Your, boy, yeah. your boy cooking again. Yeah, I told you. Your boy cooking you, again. You want to you wanna... – no, I ain't going there because Paul George had forty something last night. I, I, I'm not going back. What on was that. Paul George got to do with? Because you said he was like Paul George. No, I said I said he could. Uh, no, see, that's why that's that's why people don't trust the media is because of stuff like that. That's that's that. He, he's what's cooking, that called? Though. Aggregating. What's that called? That's what. That's what. That's what. Hey, that's what hey, Kenny's doing. That boy in Brooklyn like cooking that. though. Yeah, he he's cooking. He's good, man. That boy is cooking. He's good. What did he have? Thirty-eight last night. I think he's. I think. I feel like he's had thirty-eight like seven times since being a Brooklyn net. I think that. He's I think good. Bridges' ceiling is is high. Oh, I, I I'm a huge Mikael Bridges fan. Like that dude's really really good and. He's the guy they put on De'Aaron the whole time. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, we'll just slow you down with, with this long, gangly guy that can defend anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It's kind of what Minnesota did. They they used McDaniels against uh, 
against De'Aaron and tried to slow him down that way. And then the future, he, he's a man of his word, the future. Ant-Man, late in that game, said, I got De'Aaron. Ant-Man, a man of his word. He talked about the other day, he said, these, these top players need to go guard each other. And Ant-Man in the fourth quarter was guarding De'Aaron Fire. That's why I like Ant, man. I like that dude, man. He's a yeah. man of his word. He talks, he talks it, but he walks it. Speaking of De'Aaron, we saw his 30-plus point game streak come to an end on Saturday. Uh, it continued on Friday. Did you get a chance to talk to De'Aaron uh, after the game? Him and Russ were talking a lot, and I know what a big fan Russ, uh, De'Aaron Fox is of Russell Westbrook. And Russ had his best game as a Clipper uh, that night, uh, and it took every point from De'Aaron Fox for the Kings to win that one. Someone did ask him about the – you know, sort of growing up idolizing Russ and, you know, and he was very complimentary, De'Aaron was. He said, look, like he, everyone in the, in the NBA, like that is probably the most scrutinized player in the league. Everybody who's in the league, though, loves a guy. Everyone who's been his teammate loves a guy. Yeah. So, you know, like whatever happens with him, if he makes mistakes, he makes mistakes. Uh, and that game, he did make a catastrophic mistake, mm. which cost his team the ball game. Um, which, again, it shouldn't have happened that way because the officials should have just called the eight-second call uh, mm. because they did not get the ball across half court before they flung it to Westbrook, and the ball slipped out of his hands. I'll and, throw a better pass hands. next time. <laughs> it was a great pass. Yeah. No, well, it was a hurried <laughs> pass because it was a high. second late at least. Well, shut up. It was not. It was a little high. <laughs> it was a picture-perfect pass. It was not. It was too, <laughs> it too, too, in a, in a moment like that, I mean, that was the ball game. It was that, too high. Yeah. 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 Wow. I mean, I ain't sad about it. That's my guy, <laughs> but it didn't hurt my feelings at all. Yeah. Um, Textbook pass. What's there, it? Was uh, not. Eric it was, Gordon, it was, I think it was. I don't know. Had to reach for it. You see, Ruster had some people thrown out at the Golden One Center. Yeah. No, I missed that. It was around that time. I think it was. It was before one of those last possessions. Uh, somebody, of course, I got to probably Lance Woods. Like, these two. Lance, Lance Woods was filming the whole thing. It was probably Lance <laughs> Woods. You can confirm if Lance I said, Woods. Was. These two, get him out. They probably say something out of pocket. I talked to you about this at the game. I don't know why people are so hard on Russell Westbrook. Like, I don't get it. Like, they boo him and they on his head so tough in Sacramento. The hell has he ever done? Well, I the think kids? they were booing him on Friday because he was beating Sacramento's ass on they, Friday. They do it in the starting lineups. No, I don't know. Like, what the hell did Russ ever do to anybody? Remember they had the thing, and somebody alerted us to it. Remember they did the, the cold, as, cold ice. as ice thing? Yeah, Kevin John mentioned that, yeah. I don't know why. I, I don't know why people don't like West, Westbrook so much. I don't get it. I don't know that they don't like him. I think that as he's aged in the league, he's become more of a caricature of himself, like as a player. So, like, the stats are they look inflated. Um, he makes so many mistakes in the game that are like obscene mistakes, mistakes that, that no one makes. And you're watching it like, dude, you're six feet away and you just hit the side of the backboard. Or the one where like he accidentally threw the ball off of Keegan Murray's face or something. And it was an accident. Like, what in the world are you doing where you would just like hit someone in the face like from five feet away? There's so many like Shackton moments with him. I kind of relate like JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee is a this. very good player. Stop this. No, no, He's no. Not like but, JaVale McGee. No, but like to a certain degree, like JaVale McGee is actually a really good player. But you think of all the mistakes that JaVale makes. The difference is that one of them has had like 800 times the opportunities than the other guy. 
Well, and one so is a Hall of Fame player and the other oh, is Oh, yeah, not. totally, totally. And, and then is that, okay, but is that a reason to, like, boo the guy relentlessly? Yeah, what I don't that? know why he gets that. It, it's kind of even like uh, when Buddy Heald and Tyreek Evan, uh, Tyrese uh, well, Halliburton came through. Yeah, but Buddy. <laughs> to Sacramento. But really, Russell he is wasn't, not a jackass though. to Sacramento. No, but he really wasn't that bad. I mean, was there No, stuff? he was a jackass. No, he was, was a jackass stuff? to Sacramento. Yeah. Russell hadn't done nothing to Sacramento. And yeah. I don't know why Buddy's he a gets jackass. That. Buddy's still a jackass to Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now he is. Yes. But while he was here, like, Buddy showed up every night, he played hard. He never missed a game. Dribbled the ball off of his foot <laughs> in key say, moments. He had oh, some, yeah. uh, some yeah. uh, playing hard turnovers. Shot three quarters of the length court shots with seven seconds left on the clock. Had yeah. Alvin Gentry like, oh no, that on was the bench, just throwing he his took, hands up. He took that one with uh, I think twenty seconds on the clock from like thirty eight feet. <laughs> and Alvin had enough. He had the, 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 the my had favorite one of all one. time, the Tyrese Halliburton one, where he heaves it, bounces <laughs> off the rim, Tyrese. <laughs> Puts it back, gets the point, turns around and looks at Harrison Barnes. What the f was that? And Harrison probably just said, "That's life with Shivano, homie." I think, I think Harrison was like had a facial expression, like Harrison just looked at him and said, "It'd be like that sometimes." <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah, I don't know how we got on that, but I don't know why Russ gets the the vitriol. Well, I asked about De'Aaron and 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 and, and Russ. Yeah. Uh, uh, because they're, I've joked about Lance Woods. Lance Woods did have a great video of those two talking to each other uh, during a free throw, like really kind of like going at it before they both walked away smiling like they were battling uh, the whole game, and they both had really good games. I mean, I know you know they've since lost. They lost that Minnesota game, but you know we we talked about the opportunity, and in, in, in the Clippers have since won, but we talked about the opportunity to in terms of the Sacramento Kings to kind of. Put the Clippers in your rearview mirror a little bit by getting another win and securing the tiebreaker. And they were able to do that again. They were able to do that on Friday by again securing a one-point victory. Uh, They have beaten the Clippers twice in a span of seven days by a combined two points. (laughs) Yeah, that it's over. Like the Clippers can't. I, mean, I can't imagine them catching. I think the score is four hundred and two to like four hundred if you combine those yeah. two games. It's they're seven games back in the loss column. That's yeah. that's just not. I mean, with nineteen games remaining, yeah. if well. if the Kings go twelve and seven, the Clippers have to win every single game. Mm. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, it makes who he root for a little easier when the Clippers are involved. Yeah, in Western Conference games, because you always root for the Clippers. Yeah. yeah. Well, even the Lakers uh, Warriors game yesterday, like you, no Kings fan wants to cheer for the Lakers, but yeah, was, that was that such was a, a huge victory, yeah. huge victory for the Kings. Yeah. That the that the Lakers snuck up and and beat the the Warriors. That put the Warriors are now five games back in the loss column, uh, and that's huge. The Kings play them the second to the last game of the season, though. Yeah, you know, guys, it's been said here they'll be going. The Warriors will be going for their tenth road win of the season. <laughs> they could they, be. Hell, they <laughs> might only be going for their ninth at that point. <laughs> I think they got a Houston game on the road, so I'm giving them that one. They could be going for number ten, but you know, it's been said it'll motivate times. them. But this uh, this version of who he root for is so much better than the one we're used to, where it's like. Rooting for the Rockets to win. Lottery balls. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah. We need we need the, on, the Pistons Spurs. to win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
It's a it's That's a funny. it's a dynamic. The final month of the regular season we haven't experienced in a very very long time. <laughs> I James thought- had one kid the last time that this happened, and <laughs> now he's now he's he's got multiple kids in high school. That's true. I absolutely I, did not have a kid. I don't even know if I was in a relationship. Yeah. I was talking to Mark Jones this morning about this after after shoot around and uh, just like how many games like I've written 50 losing game recaps in a season mm. almost every season my entire like 13 years. Like it's been brutal to watch and to see this thing turn around is really fun, but also to like see the fans return and all that stuff to to have everybody on 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 board, yeah. Uh, I no. made James laugh with the chat. <laughs> that's that's what that was. Yeah, I, I actually Kings were last in the playoffs. James only had one boat. No, I didn't even have a boat the last time the Kings were in the playoffs. Just so you know, the lake was still being built. Yeah. Oh, where his it house is. is. Yeah. Um, yeah. The security guard wasn't yet armed <laughs> to get to James's house. Do uh, say let's just say you know for argument's sake, Darren doesn't go tonight. Um, we talked about him a little bit earlier. Does this open up the the door for Kessel Edwards to play a little bit more? Maybe he guards a Brandon Ingram. You got Davion starting. So maybe maybe it's more Kessler, less Delhi. Hmm. Hmm. Um I don't know, maybe. I'll just say this that Mike Brown has been so consistent this entire season that, you know, when Fox is out, it's always Davion starting. If Herter's out, it's always Terrence Davis starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harrison Barnes, knock on wood, hasn't missed a game. Um, I, I, for that matter, I don't. Has Keegan missed a game? Oh, Keegan missed right? one he game missed the early. the first game of the season. Oh, did Harrison miss the first game? No, Keegan, no, Keegan did. did. And he's played every, he's played every since. Huh? I, no, wow. I want to say that there's one other game where Keegan had some random low back pr- problem or something where he missed maybe I'm maybe I'm incorrect there. That's Harry, okay. I'm going to the internet. Harrison's played yeah. every game though? Yeah. Yeah, that's you can't you kinda can't put a price on that. <laughs> like Yeah. That's and, that's pretty big. I think Domas has missed one game. Mm-hmm. And when that happened, uh isn't that wait, is that when he went Alex Lynn at center? Uh, yeah, because he was playing Jokic. Yeah, but I remember like seasons where we get to like thirty games in, and we've already seen twenty-one different starting lineups. Jeez, and Good. that's just not the case this year. Keegan uh, Murray missed game one and game fourteen. Yeah, he missed a random game with a low back issue. If I'm, it was either low back or it was in game fourteen. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why this is so important, but is it yeah. against Cleveland? I've left that page. I'm trying to check out. <laughs> yeah, like, Harrison Barnes really has not missed a game all year. No, Demonis has missed two, um, one with a thumb injury, and did he get sick? That's the story. That don't like he's he's missed two. Like that's mm. crazy. Herder's only missed three. That game was against the Spurs, by the way. Mm. Davion has played in 62 of the 63 games. Mm. And the one um, I want to say is a DMPCD because I don't remember him missing a game. Uh, Monk has played 60. So, that, I mean, that's really it's, it's a huge reason why the Kings are where they are. Like their top, you know, eight guys, if you go Lyles, Mitchell, Monk, Murray, Herter, Barnes, Fox, Sabonis, Fox has missed, uh, he's missed six games. Mm-hmm. 
But outside of that, the next is, you know, even Trey Lyles has, has played in 57 games. He hasn't missed one due to injury. The mm. three games he didn't play was they were healthy scratches. Everyone else is 60 games. I, I said this before. Like some people make that as if it's something that has to be apologized for. Like the oh, Kings no. don't have to apologize for being healthy. Well, no, and, and they actually they don't have to apologize because their players play through injury and the other teams don't. I mean, this it is. But Sabonis's hand has been messed up forever. I mean, he. I, I talked to him about it the other day. I like what's going on. He goes, "We're gonna, we're gonna go and check it out during this summer, and and like as soon as the season's over, we'll check it out and see if it's still if it needs surgery or not. Mm. But for right now, like he's playing through it. And Keegan's hand just started getting taped up, and no one really said why. Yeah, we asked him, and he, no. Keegan, nah. Keegan, yeah. Keegan, just, Keegan wasn't just allowed to say why. His, he's just taping up his hands. Yeah, it was one of those weird ones where they didn't divulge what it was. He had uh, he had it taped up for eight weeks. Jeez. That is wild. Gracious. And then he didn't have to have it taped up anymore and was like, yeah, I don't have to have it taped anymore. It's healed. And we're Did like, you... what healed? <laughs> <laughs> was Rashawn at practice today? Yeah, Should Rashawn was at back at practice today. Okay. He's missed the last two games with a non-COVID-related illness. Uh, he may have had still these, get those. You he can may still, have yeah. had the Sacramento Bee sneeze or something. <laughs> I'm not sure what it was. Uh, the Sacramento Bee flu. I, I'm not quite sure. Uh, but yeah, he's back. He was back I, at practice. I do. I do want to say this before we get out of here. I want to see a game from my guy Zero today, man. Ever since 45, ever since that 45 point game, he's been a little quiet. I want to see him step up tonight. Yeah, someone might have been particularly hard on them on a recent edition of the Kings Beat podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to say who. I want to see a game where both Herder and Monk are both on fire. That just okay, can't there you happen, go. Though. Uh, it hasn't just, happened. It's impossible. They, they're it's, like it's literally impossible. Lord said no. This can't happen. They're like the Corsican twins. Like as soon as something goes good for one, something goes bad for the other. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand that reference at all. <laughs> Cheech and Chong, man. Okay. <laughs> all right. James, James <laughs> always good to level us right back out. Uh, tomorrow, <laughs> Ricky Starks Let's will be go. with us here on D-Lo and KC. Uh, it's happening. Uh, Ricky Starks will be with us uh, tomorrow, as will, and I know this sounds strange, Trista Crick will be with us tomorrow. It is lit. The so, professor with us, too. The professor will be with us uh, as well. Uh, we hope that Friday. you will. If you're listening uh, on the Odyssey app, if you're listening on 98.5, uh, if you're listening on ESPN 1320, you want more Kings Talk, you want more James Ham, we've got that coming up next for you. We're going to run it back here on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320.